Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Light of Life podcast. I'm your host, Naomi, and today I'm here with Hannah. Hannah, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, um, my name is Hannah. I am 21 years old, and I was diagnosed with um, stage 1 endometriosis a year ago, um, and that's what I've been asked to talk about today. Thank you, Hannah. And um, yes, um, so you were diagnosed with endometriosis about a year ago now, and what what, what exactly is endometriosis? So, um, I'm going to read this off of the internet, but um, endometriosis is a disorder in which tissue that normally lines the uterus grows outside of the uterus. Uh, With endometriosis, the tissue can be found in the ovaries, fallopian tubes, or the intestines. Um, There are stages one through four, um, and I personally have stage one, and my endometriosis was found in uh, the pouch of Douglas, which affects a lot more than just, um, you know, my period and stuff. It affected um, my bladder and um, like bowel movements or anything like that. So it was definitely a, it affected a lot more than just one area. Wow. Yeah, thank you, Hannah. And um, yes, um, you, you, you were um you were suffering for a very long time i believe you said for about 5 years and but until yeah. you were diagnosed and um mm-hmm. from the time when you first noticed the pain to the time you were diagnosed with endometriosis what was that experience for you throughout those years so um it started soon after i got my first period Um, It was probably about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And at first, you know, the pain was minimal. I I could take a Tylenol and use a heater pack and it would go away. But it definitely progressed quickly to the point where I was not able to get out of bed for the first few days of my cycle. And ibuprofen and Tylenol were not helping at all. Um, it was very debilitating and I didn't really understand why I was in so much pain until about a year and a half before I had my surgery. Um, I started making decisions about wanting, you know, wanting to figure out why I was in that pain. Um, definitely after I started having some shooting pain in my ovaries, which was very different from what I had experienced before. Um, So I asked my primary care doctor to refer me to an OB. And for me, fortunately, that process was very fast to get approved for surgery. Um, I had met with my OB for the first time. I tried a few different birth birth controls to help with the pain, maybe try and stop my period. and it just wasn't working. So she tried one more. And when I met back with her um, a few months later, we decided we were going to go ahead with the surgery. So I really only met with her twice before getting approved. And I'm very grateful that it was really fast because a lot of the times that's not the case. 
uh, endometriosis is very not understood. Um, and a lot of people can dismiss uh, the way that someone is feeling and their pain. So. Wow. Th thank you for bringing awareness on that last point. Um, I think it is really important um, to uh, spread the message of, um, you know, like it's it's hard, but, you know, with chronic illnesses, sometimes we have to accept that some people are just not going to understand um, the, the whole extent yeah. of the chronic illness. And um, yeah. so you had surgery to cor correct the endometriosis. And did the thought of having surgery scare you? And what motivated you to try to not be afraid? So I wasn't really scared. I was feeling more excited about finally getting mm -hmm. something to help the pain or trying to figure out what was causing me this pain. Um, but I was actually more nervous that I wasn't going to, that there wasn't going to be anything in my body that would explain the pain that I was in, that I was, you know, I kind of had that feeling of imposter syndrome where you feel like you're making it up in your head mm -hmm. because, you know, doctors, like I said, in that last point, they tend to talk about that a lot. So that was actually what I was more nervous about. Mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, I was really nervous that the surgery would be for nothing and that I would have no answers mm -hmm. and I'd just go back to trying different birth controls and just figuring out whatever was going on. Um, I, when it came time for my surgery, I was like on the day of, I was feeling super comfortable. You know, I had some nerves as it was my first surgery and other than wisdom teeth it was my first time having you know anesthesia and all that kind of stuff but um i felt comfortable getting ready for my surgery um and that was due to the support i had from family and the amazing nurses at the surgery center that helped me um and so I was able to feel comfortable and relaxed going into my surgery, which I think really helped a lot, especially with recovery. Um, so, and, and, you know, recovery was, it was hard, but I, I would do it again if I had to. That's mm -hmm. another thing with endometriosis, that one surgery is not going to, you know, get rid of it for the rest of your life. Yeah. I still am on maintenance medication to keep my lining very thin so that the tissue does not grow back but um still with some women and other stages of you know endometriosis um it can grow back very fast and they have to have multiple surgeries so thankfully that has not happened to me yet but i do know that it's something that could happen in the future but Due to my good experience, I, you know, I wouldn't feel nervous and I would feel okay going back in there. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you really brought some really important points for surgery, about surgery. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think it's natural to feel nervous <laughs> yeah. because um, you're going 
to be 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 asleep and you're 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 also just afraid to wake up with a lot of pain and with a lot of yeah with just all these like machines attached to you and um so you know you, you you really said something inspiring and I'm really inspired by you um to um be in the mindset of knowing that um the surgery is going to do its best to try to make you feel better and improve your quality of life and I think that's always such an important message to spread to everyone who has had surgery or or is going to have surgery Um, so thank you so much for sharing that because that's really important (laughs) Um, so Hannah is there anything else you would like to share about endometriosis and with your experience or do you have any do you have any advice to people with chronic illnesses or who are about to have surgery? Um, I think I'll go with some advice first, mm-hmm. um, especially with like aftercare of surgery and you know anyone who's dealing with painful periods. Some things that have helped me um, would be you know heater packs. They tend to help. Um, I use a lot of ointments that are like for joint pain um and i'll just put that on my lower abdomen um so i use things like tiger balm or like hot and cold and that more distracts the pain so you know the pain is still kind of there but you it it distracts your mind um along with another thing that i have seen good results with would be a tens unit um, it, you know, I, I think it like massages your muscles and that's another great thing that kind of distracts your mind from the pain that you're in. Um, and advice for people going through it and people who are not able to get their answers is that eventually you're going to find that one doctor that listens to you. Yeah even if there's so many that are not going to, eventually you're going to find one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might take some time. It might take some pushing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but eventually there are people out there that do listen mm-hmm. and that have experience with treating patients uh, with chronic illnesses or chronic pain. Um, and, you know, I would recommend probably you know if if things are still bothering like um maybe find a therapist i've heard that there are therapists that Mm -hmm. help with chronic pain because we all know how exhausting and tiring it can be some days dealing with this Mm -hmm. um so you know reaching out being with friends and family people who understand finding support groups even on the internet of people that deal with endometriosis or deal with chronic pain etc um and you know i was gonna shout out some resources for resources of things that have helped me for anyone is who is curious to learn about endometriosis if that's okay with you yeah yeah so endometriosisassociation.org 
is a great one. And then speakendo is an speakendo.com is another great one just to find, um, you know, resources. They can sometimes, I think there's a spot where you can look up endometriosis specialists in your area, um, which is another, like, you know, if you've gone through so many doctors and they're not listening, finding a, a specialist can sometimes be really helpful. Um, and yeah, I think it, I mean, you know, it's always like ups and downs, Mm -hmm. but it eventually gets more manageable. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm one year from my surgery and I have been able to manage it with medication. Um, so, you know, it, it does get better. Yeah. It may not get better, but you will get better with, you know, learning how to adapt and deal with Mm -hmm. it. You know, hopefully more resources can come out to find um, a cure or different medication that helps better. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got, there's some good resources that we have right now, so. Yes, thank you, Hannah. You brought up Mm -hmm. so many really important advice and really important information um, that I would like to um, emphasize on. So, um, yes, um, if, you know, like, um, if you're ever, um, it's possible, there's always a possibility that you're going to have to keep going from doctor to doctor to doctor until you uh, find your answer, find until you're until you're diagnosed with something, and I can relate to that, Hannah, and um, and so I think that's really important. Don't give up if um if there's still no answer. Like don't don't give up if you're still in lots of pain, or if you're still having issues with 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 anything related to your health. Uh, then definitely just keep trying and keep trying. Eventually, you will find someone, and it could take a long time. It, it's possible it could take a year or so um but you will eventually uh find find a doctor who will say um i i I think i can help you you know (laughs) and um you also mentioned um um finding cures and i think that's and i think that's really essential um because i think it's really important for everyone to 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 for all these for all hospital patients and people with chronic illnesses to know um, don't don't ever give up hope because um, medicine and technology are being advanced every day and they are okay. finding cures they are finding yes. cures and more more, med- more medicinal things that are going to help improve chronic illnesses <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you so There's much light for at sharing. the end of the tunnel yes there is always a light at the end of the tunnel that is a great way to put it Hannah thank you so much. Thank you.